just remove it anywhere else. It's on your radio right now. Do you know how to pop that coochie for a good There you it's go. It's the world's most dangerous one to show. Got the cameras on my the This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? What's up, Andy? Andy, what's up, uh, man? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, DJ. Good morning, Angela. Good morning. I'm not sure if Charlamagne got there yet. I'm here, sir. I'm He's here. here. He's here now. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Hey, Charlamagne, I'm on your side. DJ, I have a question for you. Why do you bully Charlamagne so much? Like... Envy bullies me. Wow. <laughs> I agree. That's a, that's Why a different is, take. I agree. DJ Envy bullies me. Not DJ Envy bullies me. I get bullied on this show, and I agree with you, sir. What do you think I should do? Should I go to HR? Give me a bag. Um, I think the best thing is DJ Envy. He has the same hairstyle as you, right? You guys both have body, but the difference. Nah, is DJ got Envy got the fake hairline. Yeah, that's the thing. Like his hairline might be fake. But you can see yours. Like yours, you can see it starts in the back of your head. Like you have the Stephen A. Smith half bro and DJ. All right. He has the Is he bullying you? Yes. Yeah, you, you can see his face. Like you can see his hairline. He, he doesn't have to go to the barber shop. I think you're flirting with me, bro. Are you flirting with me? What, you know, I'm a married man. You didn't give me no advice about my bully situation. Now, how am I bullying Charlemagne? Yeah, you have a perfect hairline. Like you don't have to go to the barber shop to get your haircut. So you if you, can just his hairline bullies mine. I actually go to the barber yeah. twice a week, sir. But I, 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 I think I love the fact that you're complimenting me. His oh, you, hairline oh, is scary. He's running back. You can see your hairline. You can see the the front of your hairline. Charlamagne, how's your hairline, sir? My hairline is good. Okay. I don't have to come ten minutes late because I'm in the in the parking lot shaving my head. You I'm know, confused whose side you're on this morning. Who the hell was 10 minutes late because they were shaving their head? You know you're a grown-ass man <laughs> talking about my hairline and no, showing me his hairline. I think I, you're flirting with us, sir. That's so funny. I just did yeah. this whole thing on here and I was talking about how men are well, so self-conscious about their hairlines. I'm not. I'm not at all. Guys don't want to not wear a hat if they don't have their hair cut. I didn't have a hat on yesterday. Or my hair wasn't I, cut. If I need a haircut, I'm wearing a hat. That's just me. That's regardless. Hello, who's this? Uh, this is Tavares. Hey, Tavares. Get it off your chest. Hey, I, I I got a little issue with with Charlemagne. I'm not sure if you part of the group either, but this whole black man don't cheat. <laughs> yes, know, sir. I'm not coming up. I'm not the coming group. up against the brothers or trying to sell <laughs> secrets and all that stuff. I ain't with That's that, exactly but. what you're doing. I can smell it on your breath already this morning. Well, smell my breath when I give you this. I'm the <laughs> I'm the whole I'm the whole reason my 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 father cheated on his wife. My dad did too, sir. Okay, I'm here on the. On, on account of that, you know what I'm saying. And oh, you a love child, of, huh? Go ahead. There, there was no love involved in that. You know what I'm saying. Okay. That was lust. That's called lust. That's a difference. That, that's what I'm saying. In our community, He's hurt. there's a lot of kids. There's a lot of kids rejected because of this lust demon, and this and this whole false narrative of black men don't cheat. Listen, I, I don't know if it's comical. You know what I'm saying, but. I, I get the comedy in it, but... Um, There's no comedy in it, Let me tell you something, sir. Black men don't cheat. I don't know what grown-ass black little boys do, but black men, we don't cheat. Well, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I know I, I know that your father caused oh, your... That's, your, what, your, you're that's I, what you're saying. Yes. I, I get Okay, I get it now. That's what you... Okay, I I, I, I was just unaware of your the, 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 the comedy side of it. You know what I'm saying? There's I, I no get comedy what you're saying Ain't no comedy. This is not a laughing matter. You still speak to your dad, bro? A, a real man, a real man does not cheat is what you're saying. Yes, Black sir. men don't cheat. Now, let me That's ask right. you a question, sir. Do you still speak to your dad? 
Yeah, I love my father. Okay, did you get out all the all the situation and problems and everything off your chest with him? With 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 the help of God, yes. Okay, good. Let yes. me ask you a question. Did your father your father uh your your his wife or whoever he cheated on, how did you coming into this world devastate her? What happened, she embraced she embraced me. That's why I love her to this day. She embraced me and, and that's why I, I outreach the kids that that are rejected and have that same spirit upon them that when they feel when they go out in the world and they don't have a father, they don't have a mother, these 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 crimes that are being committed, these things that are being committed in our community, it, it there's a deep rooted thing that we have to dig up and, and, and really look at people and that's what's going on in in our in our community right now. It's it's rejection. Well, you're right. We're not rejecting you, brother. We love you. Thank we you love for calling, you. brother. And remember... Hey, I love y'all, too. I love y'all, too. I appreciate y'all. And remember, black men, don't cheat. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Dre. Hey, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Man, I'm just happy to be out this morning, man. You and me both, brother. Yeah, man, you know, just thanking the Lord and um, shouting out my family, my wife and my kids, as long as we keep going on my way to work this morning. Y'all have a blessing. Yeah, you too, brother. my brother. Hello, who's this? This is Jules Gems 100. Hello, I can't. Jules Gems 100. Get it off your chest. You sound like a cigarette. <laughs> it's early. It's early. I didn't have tea yet. Well, what's up, mama? Get it off your chest. You having a great day so far? So far, it's a great day. So many blessings. Um, I do have a, a jury business. It's called Doing Gems 100. But every single day, I think about my brother that is in jail for because of police brutality over for 10 years. Mm. Every he's in, single morning. He's in jail because of police brutality? How'd that happen? He was about 15 years old, and um, he was jumped by police. They took him to jail. They had him sign papers, and he didn't even, he didn't even have his parents with him. Damn. Oh, my God. I'm so, sorry. So they basically so sorry, forced mama. him to confess to something that he didn't do. Correct. Gotcha. That is I'm awful. sorry about that, mama. And we can see how that can happen as if we've seen it happen many times. That's awful. I even went to go visit him, and the police wouldn't let us visit him. Is that illegal? He and he was over jail for 10 years. Damn, well, I'm so sorry, mama. Well, I'm glad you heard my story and my brother's story, so I'm very happy about that. Okay. okay. Well, thank you for calling the vent with us this morning. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You too. Hello, who's this? You, what's up, Envy? Hey, what's up, Trav? Hey, what's up, you? Hi, Trav. How you doing, boo? Good, boo. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. What's up, Charlemagne? What up, sis? How are you? Listen, I got a bone to pick with you. Oh, what's here new? We go. You love picking my bone. No, I'm tired. I'm tired of you, Charlemagne. I am tired of you. Talk to you me. You know you purposely go out your way not to mention J. Cole when you talk about lyricists. You always want to bring up Rhapsody. You always want to bring up Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> you always go out your way not to mention J. Cole, and I'm tired of it. That's not true. I just mentioned who I thoroughly enjoy, and I'm not saying that J. Cole's not a lyricist. Those are just the two top people that come to the top of mind when I think of super lyricists in this game. I think of Cole. I think of Rhapsody. I think of Big Sean. That's what comes to my mind. So okay, you do think of Cole. Okay. I want you to know that Cole can watch Rhapsody. Cole can watch K-Dot. K-Dot already ducked the smoke on American Dreams featuring Jeezy. Just go listen to that song. My brother, I, my brother, you, you need to go listen to Sojourner with Rhapsody and J. Cole. Rhapsody clearly Guys. bodies J. Cole on that record. Guys. If you think otherwise, then you're really being biased. 
But Cole ain't on hey, K. I don't think Cole's on K. Dot Rhapsody level. But that's just my opinion. Hey, Envy, drop out a clues box with J. Cole, man. Y'all have a good. Y'all have a good day. Come on, Charlotte. He's supposed to say he's the Tim Duncan. Say that. What? Forget it. We did mention Cole the other day when we were talking about lyricists with uh blue uh what's his name? Blue, blue face, face, man. Blue face. Why I start to say blue dot? Who's I don't blue know. Dot? I don't know who that Get is. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Come on. The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking Loquisha. Now, tell them about Loquisha. Loquisha is a movie about a white man who's pretending to be a black woman in order to get a job on radio where they're looking for a black woman radio host. All right. So and, of course, asking... the show becomes successful when he lands the job, even though he's a white man. So let's play a snippet of the trailer right fast. Uh, She's brilliant. I know. Get her in Loquisha going to be the biggest thing in radio. But I still need my anonymity. You love with Loquisha. What's your problem? Hi, Loquisha. It's free. Oh, I ain't talking to you. Not the way you sound. Next caller. You go, girl. And you just be good to her. If you good to yourself, you can be good to others. But don't be too good because the police will come around. Loquisha is a real role model for every African-American woman on this planet. I think I might be a black woman trapped in a white man's body. So we're asking 800-585-1051. What are your thoughts? Let's start with you. You're a black woman. Yeah, I thought it was very offensive that he tried to, first of all, it sounds like a stereotypical what a white person thinks a black woman sounds like. Mm. And then the name Loquisha, is that it just feels very like stereotyping what a black woman is. Mm. And it's already hard enough for black women to get these positions and these jobs. So the fact that you make a movie about a white man getting this job because he can't get it because he's a white man is kind of like, you know, we have some type of affirmative action going on. Like, let us have a job that is very few and far between for us. But people would say it's a movie and, you know, they did it in White Chicks where Marlon and Damon played. uh, They were black men that played white chicks. I think that's the exact opposite of what this is. Yeah. Well, Charlamagne, what do you think? Well, I mean, here's the problem. The problem is there's not a black woman behind this, all right? That white guy, what's his name? That did Jeremy this? Seville. Jeremy Seville should have went to one of his black female comedian friends and let her to be let her be the face of this. You know, if, if he did that, I don't think it would be an issue because there's an unwritten rule that the oppressor can't make films like this about the oppressed, but the oppressed can do that to the oppressors, and that's just the way it is. But I, I think that, you know, people got to stop being offended by fictional worlds. Like, it's a movie. It's entertainment. Like, I grew up on people pretending to be other people all the time. And Living Color made fun of everybody. Dave Chappelle made fun of everybody. You got white chicks. Remember Joanna Man? Well, he pretended to be a, a woman NBA player. Uh, we would have never gotten Shanene or Wanda in this generation. You tell me, you telling me Shanene and Wanda were, were uh, positive depictions of black women? So I just find co- a, this is what a white man thinks a black woman sounds and you know looks like and what her name should be. But there is a black comedian from the movie who is defending the movie, and here is uh, what he has to say. If anyone's offended, I'm very sorry, but I wasn't trying to make anything that's a mockery. And in fact, I don't think. The trailer does the movie any justice. I don't think any of the black people that worked on it thought we were making a mockery. I think we're, at least for myself, well-versed in our plight and, and our history and all of that. This is a comedy. It's a story about one guy who does the wrong thing for the right reasons, and ultimately he pays the price. Uh, I think you kind of have to withhold judgment until you see the movie. All right, well, let's go to the phone lines. 800-585-1051. We have Elvis on the line. Elvis, good morning. Hey, good morning. What's up? What do you think about, what are your thoughts on the movie? I think it's great. 
I think it's a great idea. I think it's the best idea since White Chicks. Do you remember White Chicks? Oh, my God. <laughs> White Chicks was good. I'm not going to This movie sounds like a dope idea. Y'all tripping. Well, he this actually is- did. The the writer and director did actually, and the guy who started in it did actually tag Marlon Wayans and say, LaQuisha, meet White Chicks. And Marlon said, please stop tagging me in this BS. Mm. It's the same thing, though. Well, Marlon doesn't seem to think so. But you know, I mean, listen, white women could have been offended by white chicks. White women could have been like, we don't act like that. That's stereotypical. They could have done the same exact thing. Yeah, yeah we're just always did. oppressed and, um, you know, always marginalized. But, yeah. Okay. Well, that's the thing. Like well, I said, it's, it's, it's an unwritten rule. It's an unwritten rule that, that the, uh, the oppressed can't, I mean, the oppressor can't do that to the oppressed, but the oppressed can do that to the oppressor. That's just the way it is. Hello, who's this? Hi, my name is Janice. Hey, Janice, what are your thoughts on LaQuisha? I think it's offensive. Like, number one, like, just the name alone, like, that's the name he chose to, um, you know, like, like that's the first thing he thinks he thought of um, when he thought of a black woman. And and then I think you can't compare it to white chicks because um, the white chicks, it was, um, they were studying Pacific, two Pacific white girls that they had to, like, you know what I mean, pretend to be. He decided to become a black woman and... A caricature. Hold on. Y'all haven't even seen, y'all have not even seen the movie yet, because guess what? We do radio, and when we first start doing radio, what's the first, who they, who they tell you that we talking to? Tell me, Angelina Envy. Come on now. Who do did, who did, who did these consultants and stuff tell us we talking to? Shaniqua from Newark. Who got two kids, okay, watches Love and Hip Hop all damn day. So we don't know if in this movie this guy was talking to a radio consultant who told him the same thing. Yeah, but that's uh, not the only type of Yeah, nobody want to like, talk. Boy, y'all some suckers. So, uh, wait a second. <laughs> I think from what we saw in the trailer, it looks like he didn't get this job when he applied as a white man. So he decided to disguise his voice as a black woman, makes up the name Loquisha. That's what it looks the, like we, from the trailer. But we, but we haven't seen the movie. It's a trailer. In but the we're movie, basing it off of what we know. But in the movie, no, come on, man. That's a small, that's what small. We saw. Thank you, Janae. See, I, I, see, I don't know. Right? See, I, I'm been thinking Y'all still about ain't answer the question about who they tell us we're talking to oh, on yeah, this they, radio. They, they tell us we're talking to 18 and 34 year old African American woman is the name Shaniqua from Newark. I don't know if it's the name Shaniqua. I don't know if the name Shaniqua, but they're definitely from either Newark or Brooklyn. That's when we was only they in, watch Love and Hip Hop all the time. That's when we was only in New York. You know that was nine years ago. We did that. I'm we, just saying. We syndicated now. So I'm just saying that that doesn't no, no longer uh, apply to what we're talking about. I think there's a difference between a white man pretending to sound and talk like a black woman than knowing who your audience is. Were you ever offended by Shanene and Wanda when, when Martin used to do Shanene? Or well, Jamie no, because he really is a, a black man that actually created those characters. But he's so making I think fun, it's a little but, different. But, but, it's, but it's still a stereotype of black women. From what I've seen and from what I know about this, I think it's just different to see a white man pretending to be a black woman than it is to see a black man doing what he did. And also Martin's a comedian. How do we know this guy's not a comedian? All right, well, let's open up the phone line. 800-585-1051. See, I, I'm, I'm torn because I, I do feel it's disrespectful, and it's like it, it makes fun of our culture and fun of our black queens. But also, it is, it, it, it's jokes. Like, we all have jokes. Like, Living Color was jokes. We made fun of everybody in Living Color. They made fun of gay people. They made fun of black people. I, they I made fun that. of white people. It was funny then, but is it too sensitive now where we can't laugh? I don't know. I think I, 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 don't think, know. I think he should have had a black woman. I think front, if it was this yeah. whole thing, but and I think I think that this just sounds producer. like such a mockery of what it is to be a black woman. That's true, too. Does that make it better if it was a black woman there? It's still making a mockery of a black woman. Well, 800 I'm a black woman radio host. Do I need to be named LaQuisha and talk like that? 800-585-1051. Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
Breakfast. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. If you just joined us, we're talking Loquisha. Now, what's Loquisha about, Yee? It's a movie about a white man who decides that he wants to get a job as a black woman radio host because that's what the ad was looking for. And so he decides to name himself Loquisha and adopt what he thinks sounds like a black woman and how an opinionated black woman would sound. Well, let's go and, to the phone. Well, hold on. Hold on, Charlemagne. We got Coco on the line. Okay. Coco. No, this is Devin. Oh, I'm sorry. What, hey, what, Devin. What are you saying, Devin? I said, I don't understand why people was mad because it sounds just like that movie, Sorry to Bother You. With the black I didn't see that. From out. No, not, th- not really. Because Sorry to Bother You was about the black guy the adopting black guy the white voice to like sell that. more as a telemarketer. I guess. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. I ain't gonna yeah. lie. When I did telemarketing, you know, I had a definitely, I definitely had my white voice on. Hi, yeah. this is Sean from Pelco Fuel. How you doing today, sir? Exactly. Awesome. I had that voice. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, really different it. because if you would say as a as a white person, right? If you wanted a job in telemarketing as a white man, could you be like, "Hey, my name's LaQuisha. I'm trying to get this job." Then what would happen nah. in real life? Nah, absolutely not. Okay. I don't know about that. So one. it's kind of the opposite. Hello, who's this? My name is Keith. Keith, what's up, man? We're talking about uh, Lokeisha. What, what do you think? What are yeah, your thoughts? Yeah, man, I don't have no problem with that, man. Uh, yo, they just really did. Wasn't Black Klansman was like kind of like that same concept, like where Homeboy was trying to uh, 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 change up his voice to be a white person to catch somebody or whatever. It was like that same scenario, right? I never saw Black Klansman. I didn't see it. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, Black Klansman was good, man. That was a good movie. But uh, know, they, I, had, like, uh, they, had, they had a, 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 a recent movie like that same scenario. Charlamagne was right, too. Uh, uh, white Chicks. They have mad other stuff. I don't want a man. Would you have a problem if after seeing this movie, white men went around talking like they were Loquisha? No. We do the same thing to them all the time. <laughs> but okay. it's a, it's a, I, I, it's I would. A, I wouldn't want a white person to come up to me and be like, hey, sister girl. I hate when people do that. They do that now. Hey, and, you ever, hey and it's sister offensive. girl. It's offensive you, now. You ever seen Empire? <laughs> Listen, the problem is there's an unwritten rule that the oppressor can't make films you know, about the oppressed. But the oppressed can do that to the oppressors. That's just the way it is, whether it's a man doing that to a woman, a straight person doing that to a gay person, a white person doing that to a black person. Like, you you just, it's, it never looks good. Do you, think a, you think a white man can know what it's like to be a black woman? No. And accurately the, portray that? I'm sh- but I'm sure that's the whole point of the movie. I'm sure by the end of this oh, movie, his whole spot gets blown up. I'm sure by the end of this movie, his whole spot gets blown up. Mike. Yeah, hey. Hey, what's up, bro? What are, you, what are, you, what are your thoughts on Loquisha? All right, I got I got three points. First of all, when I saw this thing, I, I'm like, this movie, what is it, man, 1985? I couldn't believe that someone put this on in 2019. One of my biggest disappointments was when you see the black in the movie, I can't believe any of them read the script and showed up for this cast and believed that, you know, they would endorse something like this. I think that that was a huge problem. But honestly, the biggest plot hole is how many black women named LaQuisha are getting hired without a face-to-face interview? Right, that doesn't happen ever. We haven't right. seen the movie. Well, that's what happens in the movie. He doesn't have a face-to-face interview. That's why he got hired. Because he didn't know he was a white man. Well, listen, I'm not about to sit here and try to figure out a fictional movie. It's clearly no, that, that a movie. No, that's part of the plot, is that he gets hired without them seeing him. But no, but I'm saying pretends- it's, a, it's a movie. I'm not going to pick apart a movie. Like, it's, we, we know it's for entertainment purposes. We know it's fictional. Hello, who's this? Uh, this is Micah. Micah, what's up, bro? What, what, what are your thoughts, man? Well, I I, I want to see people keep that same energy when it comes to other movies. If they if they're gonna be disgusted or something like this, you can't watch like the Black Klansman or White Chicks or something like that. When when it's for one, it's a comedy, so ain't nothing serious about it. And two, it's I mean it's a movie. You can't take something that that serious. Yeah, nobody defends black women. 
It don't have nothing to do with that. This is a movie. Like you get you remember Jeez. that old movie. Remember that old movie in '96 with Whoopi Goldberg called The Associate. We've seen Eddie Murphy play white people. Like, listen, the problem with this yeah. whole thing is they should have had a black woman behind it. It should have been a black woman executive producer. It should have been a black woman, black women writing on it. Like, that's the biggest issue here to me, is that this white guy yeah. is at the forefront of this. If they would have had a black woman attached to this, it wouldn't even be an issue. Yeah, that's that's whack. So you can disrespect the black woman, but you give a, a, a black woman some coin and then make it make it seem okay? Nah, it's, it's more than just having a, a black woman behind Who now, says it's disrespect? It's a movie. If black women are finding it disrespectful and don't like it, then it's disrespectful. I'm not a black woman, so I can't sit here and tell you what, what's, what's, how, right. how it makes well, me listen, feel. I mean, listen. some people are okay with this. Some people aren't. Would I go see this movie? No. We shouldn't We shouldn't air no more reruns of In Living Color. We shouldn't air no more reruns of Chappelle Show. We shouldn't air no more White Chicks, no more Juana Man. We shouldn't air uh, no more Martin because he did Shanae. Like, what are we talking about here? I just think it's a lot harder. It's not as easy as saying, for us as a black woman, it's not very often I'm like, hey, we're looking to hire a black woman who is sassy, opinionated to take this job, and then a white man who has a name like, who makes up a name like Loquisha and then starts talking in what he considers to be a black woman uh, sassy rhetoric comes and gets a job is weird to me. That's all. It's a but to movie. me, it's weird. All right, guys. What, what, what's the moral I of the was, story? I, to the me, I, I wasn't cracking up when I seen it. Sorry. The moral of the story is y'all promoted the hell out of this white man's movie. My God, he's going to kill at the box office or Netflix or whatever the hell this is coming out I on. doubt it. Now, you crazy. This movie about to pop. <laughs> it's about to pop right now. My goodness. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about, hey, you mentioned Whoopi Goldberg. Well, she has a new venture that she's working on, and we'll tell you what it is. It's about inclusivity. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time to slander The Breakfast Club. You can call us up right now and say whatever you want about any one of us, all right? Jay. What's going on? What's going on, Breakfast Club? Good morning. What's up, Jay? Slander The Breakfast Club, bro. First off, Charlemagne, Black Men Do Cheat, uh, Angela Lee, original Black and Yellow Girl, love you. Uh, Envy, I hate light-skinned dudes, all of Whoa. you. <laughs> looking like I'll be sure. I don't get down with you guys. Go back in the house. Let us, you know, feel dudes just chill. Have a nice day. Bye. That colorism <laughs> stuff is not cool at I all. Like I like that. I like that. Definitely smashed his girl or smashed his mom. One of the oh, other. my gosh. That's crazy. Omar. Yo. Slam to the Breakfast Club. Yo, what up, family? How you doing? Who, who that? Who, 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 who that? My man, Envy? Yes, sir. You could tell somebody about to yeah. talk crazy when they do yeah. all that. Who, 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 who that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Envy, you know what I'm saying? You, you high yellow. I like that. But I'm still upset with light-skinned dudes from back in the 80s and all What that. is with That's this light-skinned talk? Everybody today. relax. Let yeah, them get this off. I'm always going to be <laughs> mad at you. I'm going to be mad at you, Elder Barge, Christopher Williams. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you. The high yellow... You're from Queens and all. Oh, my gosh. Light dudes and Queens dudes are the same. I just think Doom must have smashed your girl, man. Could you relax and let colorism flourish? Charlamagne, you got to stop talking all the old talk and just come clean and say that you like dudes sometimes. Oh, my God. That is true. gayness all day. You be confusing me, B. Just come clean. That is true. Why can't I just like gayness without liking the sodomy? Nah, man, nah. I don't like none of it, man. If you're a real man, you're going to be, you know what I'm saying, stand up. You could be a real man and be gay. Nah, you can't be a real man and be gay. Nah, that nah, is nah, not nah. true, sir. Nah, impossible. You can't take a d impossible. If you're a real man, do man things. You know what I'm saying? You 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 you, you cut the wood down. You build the fire. You go hunt the squirrel and all. It's that. all about cutting wood in you the said, gay community. What's wait, your you problem? said you said real men hunt squirrels. <laughs> okay. You just told me to cut wood and to go go chase squirrels. You know what squirrels chase? Nuts. Yeah, you're pretty. 
you you real pretty, but you need a better body though. I like you and all that. Like you pretty, but your body need to tone up. You need to you, you need to sticking that up. You know what I'm saying? Go to DR some and get that right. I'm not doing like that, it. but uh, DR right now. I'm absolutely okay with not having. But surgery. you need a hug, bro. But thank you. Uh, what you mean you need a hug? This is slander the Breakfast Club. You sound so upset. This is what he supposed to do. I like your face, Almighty B. You said you like my face. Yes, he likes your no, face. I and like ye face. I and he wants you. And he wants to go chase a. But you need a better body, though, because you're too petite and little. So you, what, about face, what about ye face? What about ye face? What about ye face on my body? Y'all keeping mad real and all that. I like all that, but I need to tighten up some things. And, and, and Charlemagne, cut the <sighs> talk out or come clean and say that you like dudes. Oh, my God. Do you like Charlemagne's hips? Like the dudes. I know you do. All you right. Say, man. You be saying gay <laughs> stuff all day. All right, bro. I don't like dudes, but I just like saying gay stuff. <laughs> <All right. laughs> that told me I like dudes, though. Jeez. <laughs> Nobody likes light-skinned guys today, huh? <laughs> Who's this? This is James from Jersey. Jay, what's up, man? It's the end of the breakfast club. Go ahead, bro. Going on? DJ Envy, I thought you had some pull up there. You keep playing the same music. You're saying you ain't picking it. He you sucks. I agree with you, bro. Envy does have pull. I don't put... Th- you know what? what you I don't put... Th- what you want to hear, bro? And he ain't got no pull. None. Uh, let's see. Let's see. None. Black privilege. Loved it. Shook one's trash. All you did was reiterate what you said in the first book. <laughs> Okay. Angela Yee, Angela Yee, I know you a little bit better than your co-hosts on lip service. They all some birds. Stop it. That's not true. Those are my girls. These are real girls, real women. But thank you, man. We appreciate right, you slandering not. the breakfast club. He's supposed to slander me, not my friends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> TJ. <laughs> yes. Slander the breakfast club, TJ. Hey, I was just, uh, I was calling, you know, I want to slander uh, Avi, but I have nothing to hate on today. Uh, but I was calling to Thanks. slander Charlemagne with those. Uh, those action figures in the background. I'm, I haven't got an answer why they they're always in a different pose. I think one of them is like pregnant now. What action figure? What are you talking about? A pregnant action figure? <laughs> those little uh, those little guys behind you. Uh, they're always in like a weird pose. Bro, what are you talking about? Know, are, you going, are you high early you in the morning? Behind. Yo, don't smoke weed and call up here, bro. Nobody sits behind me, bro. What you talking about? Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, y'all? This is J-Man. Good morning, good morning. This J-Man. J-Man? 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 Breakfast Club, man. J-Man. Oh, J-Man. What, you thought he said? Yeah. I thought he said he was gay man. Oh. <laughs> nah, nah, Charlotte, nah, nah. It's J-Man. Okay, what's up, Gamey? Uh, nah. All right, I got a little constructive criticism. You know, y'all my folks, so I ain't trying to slander y'all or nothing like that. So, I'm going to start off with Envy. I like to say, you know, you got to get a little tougher skin. I know a lot of times you do <laughs> take jokes, you let stuff roll off your shoulders. But every now and then, you know, you get real, real sensitive, my brother. I don't know if it's the How do I get sensitive? I don't get sensitive. What you mean I'm I getting think, sensitive? I think if he has very tough skin. I'm just joking. He takes a lot. Hey, okay, shut up, okay. me. You do. Why'd you get sensitive about that? God, that was probably yeah. gay, but I take a lot. No, it wasn't. You do Why take you, a lot. What's up with y'all, man? I don't know. <laughs> y'all think everything gay. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel it. Nah, 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 none of that. All right, next. You, Miss you. Yes. You do the rumor report, you know what I'm saying? And me, I graduated from Florida State with a communications degree. And one thing we was taught is to be a reporter, not a repeater. So a lot of times when you're giving a rumor report, you know, have a follow-up question for you, and you're like, well, I don't know. Well, I don't know. That's just what they saying. That's just what I read. That's why it's called a rumor. Yeah, that, I mean, look, I can't make these things up because I'll get liable for that. No, no, but they'll have, like, a, like, a simple follow-up question. That's why it's a legend. Do your research a little bit further, you know, to report it to us, and not just repeat. Sounds like you repeated okay. what you heard in class. Go ahead. I definitely did because I learned that. <laughs> well, you just told me not to repeat things, and you just did that. Well, I'm not reporting that. I'm trying to give you a little constructive criticism. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, Ma? All right. And uh, Charlamagne, I got never positive thing for you, my brother. I remember back in the day, 
when I first started listening, you know, everybody would like rag on you about being negative or, you know, saying anything with a bad connotation. But lately, man, you've been real positive. You've been uplifting people. You're doing a lot of great things. So I say thank you for holding down for Dark Skin Brothers. Oh my God! What is with this light skin, oh, dark skin? Listen, because you everybody this shut up. Terrible. Don't cut him off when he's complimenting me. Continue, oh, sh- sir. Shut up! No, that's it. He has no more. Continue. Anything else? No, no. I was just saying, like, thank y'all, all of y'all for what y'all do. I appreciate, like, that. I want to plan to just start the Christmas. You know what I'm talking about? Nice. I agree with you. I agree with everything you said. I don't, especially the part about me. I, I definitely disagree with that. Anyway. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Body is DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Punk bitch. Michael Blackson. Damn, Good morning, that's Michael. How you him? My head does have arrived. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got no clothes on. Why are you just wearing yeah, a You just came from the hotel? What the is wrong with my outfit? That is a fly robe, though. I ain't going to lie to you. That was such. You have the same color? Yeah, same color. Oh, no, you should have worn it. Would have been We'd have been twins. Yeah. Was that DM you sent Kim Kardashian real? Why wouldn't it be real? People I don't, don't believe I you. I don't know. Nobody knows when to believe no you or not. Bro, what, what did he send for people that don't know? <laughs> yeah, for some <laughs> No, no, I did. I don't got that married woman. You no, I don't with married women. No. He said, "Hey Kim, I know you and Kanye break bread with that orange named Trump. Can you ask him to extend my green card?" And she replied. She replied. What did she say? Tell him. She said, "I can help you out if you let my husband back into the dark skin committee." <laughs> yes, I, I traded him two years ago for um, <laughs> Steph Curry and Drake. <laughs> was Kanye ever in the dark skin committee though? He was. He was there, and then you know, I, I once traded uh, Tyrese, but I, I let him back in. Okay. What committee would Charlamagne be on with his current skin color? Charlamagne, what committee would he be in with that current skin color? No committee, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) He's with the the LGBT community. (laughs) And what is wrong with that, Michael? It's a very nice community. (laughs) (laughs) So that is a real DM, because people were saying that it might be. Ain't no damn real DM. Why don't I? It's real, motherfuckers. Kim, listen, man. Let me see your DMs. What's your name? What's my DM? Why he you, said, hell no. Why you don't believe me? Pull up the DM. Let's see it on the my phone. My DM is not working right now. <laughs> <laughs> Too many bitches hitting me up, goddammit. Well, last time you was here, remember you, your, your lady called and y'all were going through your stuff? and y'all were Georgia Rain. Yeah. How did that ever work out? It's been over for over a year now. Oh, yeah, it's over. Yeah, I'm just living my best life. Right Ooh, now. They I don't like saying... how she be spreading lies about you, though. She said that you are not mentally strong enough to be with one woman in a monogamous relationship, and then you are part of the faithful black male community. So I don't know why I'm she would say that. Fa- I'm faithful to all my bitches, actually. <laughs> Stop calling women bitches. It's 2019. Okay, it is. Well, is the good thing. It means beautiful, intelligent, sexy, extra, all of that. Was Spell- that supposed to be an acronym? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch means beautiful, intelligent, whatever the rest of that shit is. Look it up. Look up bitch. Beautiful, intelligent, tantalizing, and the rest of that shit. Yeah. And you and the white girl, though? What do you mean? I'm into, I'm into human beings, motherfucker. You don't get racist. That's what every, every black man who dated a white girl said. Oh, Charlamagne mean, knows. You talking about a snow bunny? Yes, it's not. I've seen you with a lot of snow bunnies recently. I've been with one snow bunny. Mm-hmm. What's the one that's snow bunny? You know, this is crazy about the snow bunny, Oswald. You start out as a little... She ain't got a name? I'm not mentioning those. Do white women not. hate the term snow bunny? No, no, no. This is this is just like... A, it's, oh, my God. <laughs> That's crazy. Beautiful, intelligent. Tantalizing. Okay. It's like, no, not no. <laughs> Homeland, whatever. Okay. Not, but this, this particular snow bunny, you know, started out, it started as a little skit. Mm-hmm. We got connected through a friend. Mm-hmm. We shot a little video, put it up on the gram, and it went crazy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know... Next thing you know, we started, like, Dang talking. It. Hmm. Uh, it lasted a couple of weeks. I ended it. It had an end. I don't want to get too much into details, mm-hmm. but just one important thing happened. Mm-hmm. What happened? She called me the N-word. 
Dirty. Really? You Why are was not. Her? No. But it wasn't like, it wasn't like, me, nigga, give me that, you, nigga. It was more like, you, my, nigga. I'm like, hold up, bitch. You know, I didn't say, I, I mean, I didn't stop nothing to after like, me. And of course, you know, you can't. Got gotcha. you. I had to finish what I was doing first. Yes. yes. No condom. Was, no condom, of course. No what condom the ever. You mean no condom forever? No condom forever. <laughs> no condom forever. <laughs> Why is this one about how my bitches? So that really Beautiful happened? intelligent. She said N-word, but she didn't, like, you know, and, and after it was all said and done, you know, I was like, what? Did, I said this, I'm... She said, you know, you my nigga, but still, you're not allowed to say that word. Yes. You stopped dealing with it because she called you the N-word. Well, that was part of it. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, she later called and apologized, and, you know, we cool now. Wow. Then I saw rumors about you and Ashanti, and people oh, yeah. were like, Leave how me did you get alone. We, Actually, we started a relationship. She's pregnant right now, my baby. <laughs> who, started, who started that rumor? You? No, no. We 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 went out. <laughs> not me. It's all over the internet. Where yeah. you been? I saw the pictures. I didn't know if that was real either. That's that's everything is real. Me and Shanti, how you doing, sweetheart? If you you got a lot of Photoshop <laughs> pictures, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> you do. <laughs> Let him finish. I sh- she's pregnant, my baby. We're having <laughs> triplets. Triplets. Yes. But so. the guys were all pissed. They were like, "Damn, he's with Ashanti." Yeah, no. Nah, we we just happened. We 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 met at a uh, pre little thing event in L.A. And then um, after that, the next day. The, the guy that owns Prelo thing invited us out to dinner. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we was going to watch Dave Chappelle, and she Ubered it. So I just offered her a ride in my car. Next you know, we got out the car, all of a sudden, cameras everywhere, and then the next date, we are dating. Ashanti was Ubering to Dave Chappelle event? By, her, mean, she, by herself? She was with, no, she was with her assistant. Okay. Okay, so they both came in the car. They both came in the car, but she sat in front. Right, of course. Right. So she we got out shotgun. the shotgun, and then next you know, cameras everywhere. Did pictures. you think about trying to holler? She's kind of, I mean, come on. I know you did. No, no, she's, oh, she's been your fantasy too at one point. I'm sure you like that, Shanti. Say for black male. Black men don't I'm cheat. saying back in the day. I'm talking about like 2000. She's a beautiful lover. woman. Very beautiful woman. She yes. blocked him already on. She did? She did block she him. She definitely blocked me back. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking. She definitely blocked me back. I don't even know what I said, <laughs> Michael, but she definitely blocked me, blocked me but back But she's, in the day. you know, she's, 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 she's out of my league. You think Why so? Have more confidence in yourself, Michael. That was the perfect time to holler. We're going to the thing, you're getting a ride. Ashanti, if you're out there, you know, maybe we could make this work. <laughs> they was really hating on you for that, though. I thought people were saying, man, this proves that funny dude can 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 get anything done. Oh, my God. I have so many haters. <laughs> everybody hates on me. Anybody that's lighter than me hates on me. <laughs> that's everybody. That's a, oh, don't be a smart ass. Damn, that sounded terrible, Eddie. <laughs> Akon, Akon got me beat. <laughs> Who's that fucking guy that's always you always trying to sell a house with this? <laughs> <guy>? <laughs> You're why, why don't y'all take that <laughs> out to the gym? <laughs> Who's this fuck greasy <laughs> guy that always stand next to you? His name is Caesar. Is that what he said? Caesar pizza? <laughs> pizza pizza. Every time, every time I, this fat guy just stands in the back and just don't do nothing. You just do all the talking. He owns like two two thousand <laughs> units of houses and stuff like that. And we teach people how to invest in houses. Why don't we teach them how to lose weight? Can we do that? Can we teach them to go with the gym? You can't be fat shaming up here. That's not is, there shaming. Any, is there any gym within 200 miles from where he lives? He lost like 65 pounds. Yeah, he lost weight. He lost and I He's guarantee on the way. He, he found it the next day. <laughs> Evan, defend you your partner. Buy a funny. Y'all should buy a gym. That's what, he, that's what Michael's trying to say. That has two stomachs, one for meat, one for vegetables. <laughs> He has two backs, one to lean back, one for a big back rib. <laughs> All right. Okay, enough of the fight. I have a lot going on. Yes, yes, you do. Are you going to be in Coming to America? Is that happening? You know what? 
Philemon said, next to Eddie, shooting this is all speculations. And you know, you can't talk about stuff that really, really happens. Even when it does happen, mm-hmm. you know, you never know your singer editor. You got to, like, I don't want to talk about they it. They put it out there, though. Yeah, I was it told is Eddie reached out to you. It is lot, it's out there. It's like it put out of pressure on Eddie, mm-hmm. you know, and the whole world is rooted for me. You know, not the whole world. The whole world is. <laughs> it's nasty. You. You're my biggest hater. <laughs> Everybody but this <laughs> guy. <laughs> no, not bad. You know, we'll, we'll just keep our fingers crossed. See what happens. What about Friday? They say y'all in pre-production on that. The next Friday. Um, I mean, I, we're not. I'm not sure. You know, I mean, that is definitely going to happen, and I would definitely be in that. We also got Hip Hop Squares coming up very soon. We shot a new season of that. Okay. okay. Look out for that. Shout out to Ice Cube. Since we're talking That's about. It? What do you mean that's it? That's a lot. <laughs> but he said he said he got a lot going on. You know what I'm saying? That is you, a named, lot. you named two in a possible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on tour every weekend. Okay. Making He's money. He's at Caroline's this weekend. I'm here at Caroline's this weekend. Um, you know, next year going back on tour, Martin Lawrence. Okay. Even though Martin wasn't telling no jokes on that on that he was hosting. He's hosting. He was hosting. Right? You, man, you, you that was it Martin was getting over on people. I love Martin <laughs> to death, but goddamn, man. I thought Martin was gonna be out there doing stand well, up. No, no, he was out there showcasing the new Yeah, introducing you. And, and who, and who, who did you even make it to the show? I, None. You're right. Exactly. You, I know what you was there. I, I was gonna go over the guys me. hitting from the sideline. No, I was gonna go, but they told me Martin didn't tell no jokes, so I didn't go. Oh f got the feel. You don't hate that. You know everybody. Martin's a legend. He's, he's, Cla- he's legend. a legend. He's, he's a legend. A legend. He, has, he has done enough. He loves Martin Lawrence. Anything more. All right, we got more with Michael Blackson. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Michael Blackson in the building. Yee. You tell a lot of funny-ass jokes about people. Charlamagne's gotten blocked by some people. Have you ever gotten blocked by celebrities? Uh, Yes, actually. God, I'm, I, Leslie Jones blocked me. She did? I'm shocked she blocked me because I actually gave this woman her first... Uh, we did a little independent movie. In fact, I was the one that called her to do the movie Repo. You ever seen Repos? Nobody no. else saw Repo. Yeah, it's a masterpiece movie. She shot it with an iPhone. Stop <laughs> hating on black but directors. Why did, why did she block but, you? Well, you know, I go hard. on. I, I forgot it was something I said on her uh, page. But I got her in Repo. Called, gave, I remember when I first gave her a call about Repo. Because Master P, we got the script. He said, hey, Mike, you know, this is your movie. Do what you want to do. And I read the script. I said, okay, I need I need an ugly girl. So I called Leslie. Oh Boy, you God. stupid. Come on. So I called <laughs> call Leslie. I said, Leslie, I need an ugly girl for this scene. Boy, she said, hold up. So you calling me ugly? I said, bitch, yes. You are not that cute, but I'm be perfect for this scene. But that wasn't what it was about. It was late. And then later on, I got in my other movie called, I did another independent movie called Coney Montana, where I spoofed Scarface. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, I completely went opposite of Scarface. Scarface had a beautiful sister. Everybody wanted to f- in my movie, I had an ugly sister. Nobody wanted to f- mm-hmm. So, of course, I had to play that scene, too. Oh, my God. And then, now she's blown up, sat in our life, doing her thing. And then, it was something went on. I forgot. I made a comment, and she didn't like it, and she blocked me. So, all of that, she was okay with, but then you made and a then, comment. Yeah, I made a comment. And I'm shocked, because, I mean, we're comedians. We don't, we shouldn't take nothing personal. Sure. But she still is a woman at the end of the day. You can't keep calling a woman ugly over and over, Michael. And then, remember, she took a break from social media, because she couldn't take it anymore, people harassing her. Well, she's ugly. Stop it. This guy's nice. crazy, man. Maybe you should call her and see how she's doing. Leslie yeah. gonna roast your now. ass on Instagram, too. Oh, yeah. You think Leslie don't, Leslie don't play nah, nah, that? She's funny. Now, you sure you don't want to apologize to Leslie for calling her ugly? No, no, Leslie's my girl. I love her like a sister. Yeah. You know, I, I, Leslie, you're not that ugly. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's crazy, yeah. man. You're actually beautiful. She is. She's not ugly. She just, she just not a, anybody's type. It's a difference. This guy's <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 keep going. Well, I, like, I like Leslie Jones. She's she's as Envy would say, amazing. There you go. I saw you on Instagram telling people to stay off drugs. Uh, and that was a real post. That was a real post a from a real place. What happened? My son. Really? Yeah, man. Your son on drugs? No, no, he was. I've never talked about this. This is the first time ever. Mm-hmm. I'm from Africa. We don't get high. I grew up with absolutely nothing. Had no father in my life. My mother raised me as a single mother in Philadelphia when we came here when I was a teenager. I was able to go to school, go to work, stay away from the streets, and did all that and... Thank God I'm who I am today. Mm-hmm. You know, so I should probably left him with his mom, who I was married to his mother, a black woman, Charlotte Jermaine Jackson. <laughs> I wasn't judging. <laughs> married to this woman, black American woman in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. When I was young, 22, 23 years old, we had a son. He's now, he just turned 21. And I moved to Cali about five years ago. When I moved to Cali, let me bring my son. And I knew I'm on the road a lot and I'm mm-hmm. a busy dad. But I'm like, you know, let me get this kid what I never had. You know, I'm not going to be there every day watching everything he's doing. But I'm just going to make sure that just my presence alone, know he has a father and he can have whatever he wants. These are things that I never had. Mm-hmm. This kid was a wild kid. He was just, even from a, from a little kid, he was bad. I remember when I moved to Delaware, where I have a house in Delaware, I had him move with me. Eighth grade, he beat up some kid. And he messed up, beat up a white kid. And white parents press charges. Son end up going to court. Court for a fight? Fight. End up getting kicked out of school. End up going to one of those bad schools where you have to go to for like a year. Like where they send the bad kids at. Where they send the bad yeah. kids at. So when that happened, I was pissed. Sent his ass back to his mother in Philly. You know, and his mother's one of the strict mom. Like, mm-hmm. I say, go get your together. When you get your together, you come back. You come be with me. So he got it together. You know, and I said, when I moved to Cali, I said, you know, you come to Cali. Come to high school here. Going to school, problem, problem, problem. Teachers are calling, complaining that he's in school, not responding, just high, whatever. So right before he graduated, I had a long talk with him. I said, listen, you don't get this together, I'm going to send you back to Philly. He agreed to get it together, graduated, bought my BMW for his graduation, sent his kid, said he went to go to college locally, which is never a good idea to stay close to your friends. Next thing you know, this kid is in college. Mm-hmm. Got him an apartment. He dropped out without me knowing. So you still paying for school and he's just not going? This ain't going. Paying for school, he's not going. Paying for his apartment, thinking paying he's going to school. Paying for his apartment, this just getting high, smoking all kinds. Of, who knows what he spoke? It was smoking. just weed or? I mean, later on we found that it was like K2. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the f*** is K2. Yeah, I don't know. So now after that, I was, synthetic weed, I guess. I guess you probably, you yeah. probably smoke it because it's undetectable. Maybe that's probably why they do it. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. And I think it's I don't cheaper know shit. too. I don't know about drugs. My thing, if you're going to smoke weed, nigga, get the real fucking weed. I had no idea for a very long time, you know, and I, a couple of times he'll come over to visit me. He's acting a little weird, but I never really caught on to it because I don't hang around drug addicts. Right. One, he had, he had roommates where he lived. So eventually he, had, he got into a fight with his roommate. Roommate called the cops. He said he had to leave. So he comes to my place. Had to leave the apartment that you paid for? Apartment I paid for half. Pay for half. He, his, his roommate paid for the other half. Left the apartment, came to my place, and, like, acting really weird. And I almost got into a fight with him. And sometimes, you know, you think because you're a parent, you could beat this kid up. This mother was strong as hell. This mother had me hammed the hell down. You only weigh 102 pounds, Mother, man. I'm right. still your father. You always still think you could beat up your kid. Right. Yeah. How big is he? Man, he's probably about 5'11", maybe 180. Okay. <laughs> and I'm what? 5'11", 80. <laughs> 
This could pimp me down. I couldn't get the fuck up. <laughs> and guess what That's any terrible. African would do when they're losing a fight? What do you do? Grab your spear. Now you bite the mother. Oh, <laughs> I bit the out that. <laughs> And that's how I was able to get him off. Called the cops and whatever. You called the cops on your side? That's what I call the cops. I call the cops on Angela. <laughs> <laughs> Not called the cops. I actually called the security. Where I live is a very secure building. I called the security today. And they figured this that you don't want to call the cops. You know, you don't want this again to get out in public. Right. So I called his mom. I said, I don't know. I'm not sure what's wrong with this kid. Something's not right. Come and get him. Got her ticket to take him back to Philly. You know, and I kept asking, how's things going? She kept lying to me about how things were going. Find out this guy was ended up like a mental institution. All mm, up. Your son. From the drugs. My son. Uh, one time, he was in one place. He escaped from downtown Philly, ended up at my old house where my brother lives now, which is by the airport, with no shoes on. Yeah. Right? That's why I was in L.A. when this happened. So my brother, and I never told my Tissue right there. Uh, I'm good. I see, I was watering. Nah, and then you see sh**, motherfucker. I ain't crying since... 89. So my brother calls me, he said, Mike is here. And I never told my brothers and what's going on. So I was like, listen, just keep him there. Let me try to reach his mother. And his mind, his mother never told me that he was in mental home. She was just sugarcoating everything. So, you know, I called his mom and said, they said Mike just ran away out of an institution and he's no shoes on, Make made it to like 30 minutes outside of where he was with no money, no nothing. How the hell? Then she then she finally broke down and told me everything that's been going on with him in the last three, four months, how bad it's been. So um, I started telling my brother, just keep him there till overnight if you can. Make a long story. The guy, he, he found a way to escape my brother. This guy was missing for a whole day. <clears throat> Damn. Scary. I mean, that was probably the first time I shared tears in probably... 20-something years. A whole day and a half. So I remember the next morning, I had to catch a flight from L.A. to Atlanta, and I got a call from a block number. I was like, let me just pick this up. I picked it up. It was a police officer saying that you have a son named Michael. They said this kid was hanging behind of a bus, and that's how the, you know, the bus driver called the police, and that's wow. how he got caught. And then from there, we were able to get him into like a place, mm-hmm. and thank God he's like, better person. Alright, we got more with Michael Blackson. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Michael Blackson. Now, how's your son doing now? He's good. I was just with him yesterday. I was going to ask you. I was with him yesterday. He's a little bit, you know, a little, little bit off a little bit to me. Yeah. You know, be the yeah, same. K2 will ruin you. Ruined, you know, I but... know people who have never recovered from trying drugs and just went completely crazy and never have recovered. Yeah. So that's good that he's Yeah, that he's better. almost there, but you know, he's not listening to me. You know, he wants to come back to California. I'm like, you know, <laughs> no, you lost your privilege. I say, if you want my help, you have to listen to me. I've laid, I, I give you life the easy way. Mm-hmm. Now is the hard way from here on. I told, I said, listen, I want you to go spend a month in Africa. My mother just went back home. Mm-hmm. Go spend a month in Africa, clear your mind. You know, he might not want to come back after that. That'd be this, good to stay there. That's right? what I told him. Yeah. I said, go and do that. When you come back, let's find a trade. If you don't want to go to college, it's not your thing. Let's find a trade. You know, you smart. have a lot of things you want to do. That's smart. This nigga said he don't want to Africa. <gasps> we just had this conversation. I mean, for somebody who's never go. been, I'm lo- sure it's yeah. No, he's been there. I took him oh, there when he was a kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I took him there a that few could, times. That's life, yeah. That's where, you, you know, so I was like, listen. I need to see your commitment to getting better. Right. You don't want, you don't. You have to go my lead. You got to follow my lead if you want my help. If not, his mom lives in, 
in part of Philly. You have no money. He wanted twenty dollars from me. I couldn't even give my son twenty dollars, and I had a pocket full of money. Well, you yeah, scared no he was spending because on I'm drugs. Scared he might. I'm right. not. I'm. Mm-hmm. Till I'm. Hundred percent know for a fact you're not doing nothing. You couldn't get a dollar from me. So why not put him back in like a rehab or something and let him? He said. He said he don't. He said he's fine. I said you're not gonna go to Africa and be in no village chasing chickens and. Africa's you, beautiful. Africa's beautiful. Not only that, you know, I'm, and I wouldn't even say I wouldn't even have you go to like my because my mother's real straight. You be, you know, I, I got homies there that have mansions. Mm-hmm. You know, there's gym. You can go work out. You could just, you know, just get away for a month. Right. Clean Africa's like any other modern civilization. You know, he just beautiful. don't have the access to he just drugs. Af- that he just he afraid. He think if he goes up there, I'm gonna just take his passport and throw the away, and then his ass uh-huh. can come back. And the reason I even put up that message the other day on Instagram, I'm so crazy. You guys brought that up mm-hmm. out of nowhere. You know, I was hanging out at, uh, at the pool by where I live, and I saw these kids just looking all happy and normal. I'm like, damn, I my son was like this two years ago. You know? Damn. And that, the, you know, that's why I was like, you know, let me try to save what the kids about, you know, bringing this up and talking about it, you know? So I hope... No, it's crazy, because, you know, you're, you're a comedian. Everybody know Michael Blackson is always joking, so you never know when you to take you serious, but I can tell... This really has had an impact. It hurts. Yeah, yeah. You and you hope? said you've never done drugs a day in your life. Never. I'm, and, and I'm I said sh- I never got high. A day oh, you never life. got high. But you I smoke. have smoked weed. I'm mm-hmm. there help only because. And, and the only time I ever smoke weed is for some bitches. Make that <laughs> smoke. It make my pussy wear and I you all night. But I smoke and I never held. I'm like Bill Clinton. I've never inhaled in my life. I've never been high. I don't know what it feels like to be high. I have no interest in getting high. I just want to let you know that Charlemagne said, do you want to hug? I offered you a hug. No, I need a hug, hug you ain't got no As a black on. man, the black man. You never no, no, no. offered him a hug. Now he got no clothes on He's under that. Yeah, no, I'm yeah, offering him a hug. hug. He just shared a very heartfelt story. Trust on his son. Yeah, I'm good. Ain't no, I don't, <laughs> black, black men don't got to act tough all the time. He I'm doesn't want to hug you, Charlemagne. You sure? You got no makeup. I'm not hugging you. You going to get your makeup all over his robe. I'm good. How much the hairline cost? What headline? This is all juice and berries, my <laughs> This is all. Man, that, come I'm preparing Mike, that for is coming to real. America. Mike, this juice and berries is. This is not motherfucking uh, safari hair, dude. This is real hair. This is, <laughs> no Beijing. I ain't buy nothing. This is juices and berries. <laughs> I don't believe you, Mike. I don't remember. I don't. You've been down to be all over him. Why you to, no, I don't want his to touch me. What's up with you, man? Why are you What's trying to? You? you want to hug him and talk and touch his? I hair? was to hug the brother because he told a heartfelt story. But, but I'm good. I'm a tough guy. I've been through everything in the world. You don't always have to be tough, Mike. It's I'm okay saying, to be vulnerable. Still, no, I'm not vulnerable. He said he broke down crying when it happened. I did. I did. When, when when he was missing for a day and a half, I cried. Mm-hmm. So why don't you take that? him to therapy or something? God, he's Counseling. tried all that. He's, he, 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 he just think he's fine. He don't, you can't, when the kid's over 18, you can't make him do anything. That's true. Mm-hmm. Now, I, you know, and that, the only thing I got control over is money. Right. You want my money, you have to listen to me. Otherwise, you get nothing. At what period. point do you give up? Because yeah, nah, you said you know, you're a grown-ass man. I know. You just can't give up on your kid. Yeah. Regardless. You know, I don't care to hit 30 years old. It's still your child every day. I don't want to, you know, you, you might say it, but deep inside, I'm like, God, what is this doing? Right. Well, you're going to be at Caroline's this weekend. Right, you're going, right? I hope I'm you turn this into Can you turn this into I some could, type of jokes? I, I mean, I, I know when I went and saw him at the, at the crazy home, you know, he mentioned, you know, he saw Jesus or something. I said, what? Well, I had a bottle of water. I said, tell the to turn this into wine. And, and then turn this into wine. I said, you saw the devil, motherfucker. That was not the Lord. You know, you have some great stories of funny things that have happened to you in your life. Do you ever think when you're going through something, because they like, this is going to be really funny for later on. Oh, yeah. I make, and, and I tell her, every girl that I dated or went out with, I said, listen, once it's over, you'll be part of my act. So the snow bunny is in my act already. Now, Mikey, I'm writing the material right now for that little nigga. Mm-hmm. For all the pain you cost me, I'm going to get paid off this shit. 
Are you going to see him this weekend, Charlamagne? Uh, Don't be a bitch. No, 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 I'm in Canada Saturday. I'm going to probably come either Friday or Sunday. Come down, man. Sit in the I'm front. I'm to come to your shows. No, I sit in the front. I got you. Light your ass up. Bring Jackson. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let me take a sip of water. Okay. Dog here today goes to a 45-year-old man named Chris Morgan. 45 years old. All right? Uh, he's from Long Island, New York. And Chris Morgan is five feet tall. That's it. Five feet tall. All right? The average height for men in America over 20 years old is five feet nine inches. So Chris is nine inches below the national average. And the poor guy is insecure Damn. about it. It's actually very sad to watch because I'm short. Uh, actually, I guess I'm average height. I clock in around five nine. You ain't no guy. You ain't no damn five nine. Five nine. That no means you're not five quite nine. five nine. <laughs> you're about five four. I said around. <laughs> okay, so maybe like five eight. All right. <laughs> it's just something. It's honestly something I never thought about. All right. Okay. Yeah. Maybe because I grew up listening to Fife Dog, rest in peace. Uh, when Fife said, "I'm all that," and then some short, dark, and handsome. All right. That's how I always felt about myself. I hear him Fife call himself the. Five footer or the five foot assassin or listening to Easy E say my height don't fight. Remember that? My height don't fight. That's right, my height don't fight, damn it. All right? Those songs instilled self confidence in me as a young man because I realized I wasn't alone. Not right. to mention, it's not like I was looking up to everyone. Most people with my height are not that much taller than me. And if they were taller than me, it's not anything I ever thought about. Not to mention, okay, back in my thought days. When I was far from the faithful black male that I am now, tall women used to love my little sawed-off ass. So when it came to height, I never understood what I was missing, all right? I never understood the struggle people have with being vertically challenged. So I can't relate to you little fun-sized fools and your insecurities about being built like a minibar. Now, depending on who you ask, Chris Morgan is either a bite-sized bully or a pint-sized punk. It's all about perspective. And from up here, we probably can't see things the way he does down there. But Chris Morgan was in a bagel <laughs> shop called Bagel Boss where he decided to lash out over being repeatedly rejected by women because of his five-foot stature. I can't make this kind of stuff up. Let's go to Inside Edition for the report, please. Everywhere I go, I get the same smirk with the biting lip. A customer just loses it because he says women reject him over his size. Why is it okay for women to say, oh, you're five feet on dating sites? You should be dead. That's okay. Who said that to you here? Nobody. <laughs> Women in general have said it on dating sites. You think I'm making up? Now oh watch what boss. happens when another customer tells him to calm down. Dude, you want to step outside? Huh? I'm not scared <laughs> Then somebody else tells him to cool it. Go ahead and attack me, big Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Back on his feet, he aims his anger at the female staff working the counter. <laughs> The crazy video took place here at Bagel Boss in Bayshore, Long Island. We've learned his name is Chris Morgan. Mm-mm-mm. Why do you sound like Joe Pesci? <laughs> yeah. Joe Pesci's short too, but Joe yeah. Pesci got way more confidence than that guy. <laughs> Listen, man, women, 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 women can give men all the confidence in the world and then give us all the insecurities in the world. All right, the male ego is already fragile, but if Chris was getting action from the ladies, he would not care about his height. If he was a peewee-sized playboy, he wouldn't be thinking about his height at all. It's not his lack of height that's hurting his feelings. It's his lack of women. You can be the size of a Oompa Loompa and still provide orgasms. Like, this is a level of insecurity that Chris might need to go see a therapist about. Chris, do you know the serenity prayer? Chris, do you know the serenity prayer? I repeat, Chris, do you know the serenity prayer? If you don't, I'll say it for you. I have time to say it because it's short. 
God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Chris Morgan, God made you a lowrider. All right. It is what it is. The problem is you don't have an, uh, an however. All right. In life, you always have to have a however. Remember when Biggie Small said black and ugly as ever? However. All right. Biggs, however, was he was Gucci down to the socks. Rings and watch filled with rocks. Not to mention he was charismatic and funny. He had game. Chris, you have to be a goober with game. All right. That's how you get the women. You have to find a however, Chris. All right. House mouse. Do you hear me? You have to find a however. All right. Now, I don't relate to people like Chris Morgan. You are really making us shortstops look weak. Some people are beer mugs. Some people are shot glasses. That's the way God designed it. That's just the way it is. Now, Chris spoke to Inside Edition's Allison Hall. Let's hear what he had to say. Do you think that a bagel shop is really the place to take out all of this anger with all of these strangers, public, innocent people Why around? Why not? What do you mean take it out? And you're acting like I committed mass shooting or something. He was quickly done talking. You know what? I, I don't really, no offense, I don't really like you that much, so this interview's over. <laughs> clear, clear, clearly, clearly this guy never got his bagel. All right, because he sounds hungry. All right, hangry. Hangry little hobbit. All right, egotistical evil Ewok. All right, Chris, listen to me. Arrogance is the camouflage of insecurity. And we all see through your camouflage, sir. All right. Chris, if you're out there listening, uh, I know you're in Long Island. Uh, this is where our headquarters are here in New York City, Power 105.1. Uh, this has never happened before in the Breakfast Club. I'm going to actually play a tune for somebody. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, I feel like I feel like if Chris was to call into this radio station, he would request this record. I wish I was a little bit taller. Hey, I wish I was a baller. Hey, I wish I had a girl hey. with a kid, I would call it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please give Chris Morgan... Uh. The biggest hee-haw. That's actually not the biggest hee-haw. That's actually the shortest hee-haw we got. <laughs> Technically by time, because I got the Kathy Griffin one, the Remy Ma one, I got the Chelsea Handler one, the Hamilton. That's actually the shortest hee-haw we got. So let me rephrase that. Please give Chris Morgan the shortest hee-haw we have. <laughs> oh, man. He and that guy, like a good time. And that guy that threw him on the floor at the bagel shop. That was wrong. That was child abuse. <laughs> that was child abuse. You didn't have to do that to that man. No, seriously. That was just an abuse. That was, all jokes aside, that was just an abuse I'm of height. Dyfus on y'all. You didn't have to do that. I'm serious. That was child abuse. He should be arrested yes. for endangering a child. I'm calling Dyfus. That Word. was wrong. Word. That was wrong. He didn't have to do that. <laughs> just give the man a wedgie, man. You ain't got to throw him on the floor. Just give him a wedgie. That's all you got to do. He was angry. Hang him on the fence. That's no, you can't give him a wedgie. Why can't you? That's child molestation. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? What's wrong with you? The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Andre Iguodala. Welcome back, sir. It's good to be back. Man, you should be somewhere relaxing after that long ass season, but you out here promoting your new book, first book. First one. Yeah. First book. The Six Man. The Six Man. Why okay. a memoir? Why now, man? I think it was just good timing, especially with uh, the run we've been on. We were kind of the poster child of the league as far as, you know, people really loving us and what we did for the game and then being on the opposite side of and that. And they hate y'all ass. And they hate you for having too much success. So um, just for me, it was more therapeutic. And I had a lot of young kids, uh, young guys in the league, uh, ask me for advice. And mm -hmm. it's kind of surprising. You know, you get... Uh, people that look up to you, but you're still playing. It's still you're still competing against them. So, um, all those things, uh, I feel like it's kind of a way to give back to the because it's a new age athlete coming up, especially for the black athlete. You know, we're being exploited more than ever. NCAA, 
uh, AAU and kind of how I navigated through the whole thing. It's kind of like there's no uh, navigational tools for guys to kind of, you know, get to the league. Uh, they're they're kind of being pimped throughout the whole process from, mm-hmm. you know, age 11 when they're a phenom. Let's talk about the navigation part. You were saying, you know, we get exploited a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and, and a lot of us have sons and daughters that want to play basketball, mm-hmm. and it's a tough process. So what do you suggest that people do? You know, because the only thing we know is AAU right. and the high school and right. to the college, and it's, it's, we never get anything. Well, I've had many conversations, and my son plays ball. Um, it's funny, he's at Duke camp right now. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, and um, he's, he, he's, he grew up different than I did. He grew up different than we did. And, he grew up privileged. Uh, right. And the one thing I give to the kids and the parents that grew up similar to the way we did is you got to do it for fun. You got to do it because you love it. Mm-hmm. And I always say these kids nowadays are living their parents' dreams. Correct. And that's what always derails them or no matter where they get, either if they don't make it, the parents derailed them. Another reason why they didn't make it or when they do make it, parents are the reason why they're having mental issues problems. or they're spending all the money or they're going broke or they're having all the family problems is because, you know, they did it for all the wrong reasons. So for me, it's like, listen, just let the, the kids going to make it or not make it regardless. Like, you have nothing to do with that. Like, you can support them as a parent and that's going to help them mentally. But, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things that we can do differently and exploiting the kid is that's the worst reason to get them into the sport. So what about creating our own spaces? We talk about that a lot. And I even look at colleges and I, and mm-hmm. I look at, you know, just imagine if we had one star, even HBCU. Uh, $40 million Slaves. We spoke about that in that book. What if the Fab Five all went to a historically black university or college instead of going to Michigan? They changed the course of history. You know, they did it with black socks and black Nikes. They could have changed the course of history. And I was just talking uh, to one of the interns. Uh, she was talking about you. was talking about, I said, I wish I would have took a visit to Howard. Well, black people, we have a tendency to think white ice is cold. Right. But that's just the way we see it. Like, mm-hmm. we grow up, you, you know, growing up, I saw Michael Jordan. The Fab Five, I was like, they were like gods to me. So it was like, you think that's the only way that you can go to make it. And David West, close teammate of mine, uh, he's trying to change the trajectory or the course of what we can do. He's got the, uh, he got a league where instead of going to, college uh, through the NCAA, you can go through this league where they give uh, financial services as far as uh, financial education. You can actually make money off your likeness. Um, it's just a different avenue. And they give you a percentage off your jersey and right, things like give, that, right? Right, right, right. But they're teaching you all these tools as well because that's one thing I talk about in the book is we all were exploited in the NCAA, especially if you went to a big school. I went to the University of Arizona, and I remember seeing the report, the largest schools uh, in terms of uh, revenue, basketball mm-hmm. teams brought to the school. We were number two. And the reason why this, the, the athletic department ran was because of the basketball team. And then I, it was funny. I would go to practice, and then the volleyball coach would be like, Coach, you know, you guys got uh, Carl Blanche on practice time. I know who pays the bills around here. But I would go a week when I had, like, $10, and I had to make $10 last right. food for that week. It was like. And you an athlete. My jersey was in the store. Like, number oh, 24 was in the store. I would think they would feed y'all just to keep y'all healthy. <laughs> well, they changed the rules now okay. where they get unlimited food. But when I was there, you only got food on game days, or Damn. you got food sometimes at the practice, or whatever. But other than that, you know, you was on. A, you, and then, but you got the head of the NCAA. You know, you can look up his salary right now. He's a millionaire. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. it's just it's just a system and how it's been so far. Yeah, in the book you talk about the racial tension that exists in the NBA. I would never think that there's any racial tension in the NBA. Like, where does the majority of that tension come from? Well, I think that uh, the NBA is uh, very forward thinking. Every year is ranked the most tech forward sports league mm-hmm. in the world. And then uh, the NBA is one of the uh, a marketing powerhouse. Mm-hmm. You know, they always know how to market the right things. And if there are 
any issues or there might be a controversy, they're really good at trying to stay ahead of it and uh, not cover it up because I think David, uh, not David Stern, but Adam Silver does a good job of trying to have the dialect or dialogue with the players. I could text him right now. He'll text me back. But it's still we, the, the, the places we come from are a lot different than our arena fan base. Mm-hmm. And you can go look at the Golden State Warriors. When I first got there, uh, we were kind of up and coming. And I always say we priced our real fans out. But but now you look at it, who's our who's our fan base is Silicon Valley, which is the, the richest community in the world. And you saw it in the finals. Kyle Lowry right. goes into the stands. And the guy, yeah, he pushes him, yeah. The guy grabs him, and you read his lips. Get out of here, you f-. Like, yeah, yeah, punches yeah, yeah. him. And then I don't see what happened with Kyle, because I know Kyle from when I was in Philly. He was at Villanova, and uh, he's going crazy. So that's what you mean when you say racial tension? You just like who? He just felt privileged. Like he could just do it. Like the dude was worth $2.4 billion. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if, if the, the guy looked at the, Kyle was a different color. He yeah. wouldn't. Like you can kind of tell it was he wasn't in his right state, but at the same time, that's him reacting naturally. Like like that was kind of crazy. It was whack that he was only banned for a year or two now. Well, it's Does more. It's anybody more, else? It's more to it. Like as far as his, uh, his interest that he vested in the team, like all oh, that's going to be gone too. But. These crazy valuations, uh, the the price of a ticket to the games are crazy. The average price of a finals game in Toronto was like 5000 That's crazy. It's crazy. So who's able to come to the games? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So it's all of, you got all of these kids, especially probably in the hood, who really love basketball, right. who can't even come right. watch their favorite team, my players play. Now, I'm not, I wouldn't say that's a racial tension, but that's who we're performing in front of. But at the same time, you know, there's that there's two sides, the gift and the curse. You know, uh, our salaries are... The reason why we can make so much money is because, you know, ticket sales or uh, the people that spend money on the crazy suites. Like, uh, we have a new arena growing up, and uh, they've sold already $2 billion in ticket sales for That's that crazy. arena. The arena's wow. not even open yet. Now, people are saying that the, the Warriors are over, that the dynasty is over. Nobody said think? that with Drake. Right. What right. do you think? Got two men down maybe next year? Clay will be back soon. KD will be back to form. If he signs. But he'll be back to form. Okay. But um, uh, hopefully he'll be back. Uh, he might be out all next year. But we, you saw what we did in the finals. You know, we was right there. Mm-hmm. And we were, like, really, we, we had three guys break something. And we still had the opportunity. We were one possession away from pushing it to game seven. So we'll be fine. Um, big free agency this summer. So we'll be all right. All right, we have more with Andre Iguodala from the Golden State Warriors. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Andre Iguodala from the Golden State Warriors. Charlemagne? How do you stay mentally healthy? Because you talk about your battles with insomnia in the yes. book. And I know you're the vice president of the National Basketball Players Association yeah, 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 now. Yeah, and yes. y'all put an emphasis on mental health. So how y'all going to keep players mentally healthy? And how do you keep yourself mentally healthy? So for me, it's just uh, I read a lot. Uh, I want to tell you, Steph's a big fan of the book. He listened to your audio book. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's a huge fan of it, which is weird. I didn't think he would. But anyway. Um, Why? Because I'm so I'm such a heathen? Y'all so different. Yeah. Because <laughs> he don't like light-skinned brothers. Yeah, y'all just so why. different. I was like, Steph, you listen to that? He was like, yeah, man, that joint was amazing. And you read it, right? You read your audio book? I read both of them, yeah. Yeah, he was talking about that. He was like, it's better to read your audio book. You, you, you can, you get Absolutely. The, it's better for the story. I didn't get a chance to. I did the introduction of my audio book, but I didn't get a chance to read. We didn't have time with the finals. And you can get nominated for a Grammy. Oh, interesting. If you care about that kind of stuff. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But with the mental health, this, um, for me, it was reading. So I had an insomnia problem through college from stress. Like, I had agents. I talk about in the book. I had agent telling me, like, agent saw me after the game was like, I want to talk to you. I'm like, for what? I want to represent you. I'm like, for what? He was like, the NBA. I'm like, 
I'm going to the NBA? Like, I didn't know because I was in college. What I'm hearing every day is you got to get better. You're not good enough yet. You got to get better. Mm-hmm. And what I found out was a coach was trying to hold me back mentally so I can stay longer. Mm-hmm. Mm. I stay longer. We obviously going to be a much better team. You got NBA players playing on your team. You're going to be better. But I didn't know that. So then I was fighting between. I'm like, people approaching me about the NBA. Like, I never thought I would go to the NBA, mm-hmm. especially this fast. So I wasn't sleeping. Like, Four or five o'clock in the morning, I'm just up. Was it anxiety? You said it was insomnia in the book, but it had to be some sort of anxiety as well. It's, it's both, right? Yeah, yeah. But you don't know that. You just know you up. Yeah. Like, I can't sleep. But that stuck with me until my whole career. Like it stuck with me until I got to the bay, and I finally was like, you know what? I know I got this issue, and that's a big problem in our community. We scared to talk to somebody about anything. So I, I saw a sleep therapist, and I basically did a study on the human body and how to, uh, how you need sleep. Sleep is like the most important thing. Of course. Body. Absolutely. Me finding out that I had insomnia changed, like, my whole life as far as it, lifestyle and eating and all that stuff. And then that turned into yoga. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I started meditating. And, like, once you find one thing, it kind of is a trickle-down effect where you get Absolutely. everything else is aligned. Mm-hmm. But the hardest part is getting guys to embrace it mm-hmm. or to even do it. Like, we did a team exercise where we did yoga, and the players, when they first got there, they're like, man, I'm not doing no yoga. This is stupid. But when they start doing it, like, yo, that was... That was like relieving. Like that was that was dope. But then you just gotta hold yourself accountable and, and like, wanna do it. So for us, I think we do things, we gotta find a way to make things cool in, in order for us to do it. Mm-hmm. So you know, we working on it and that's another thing I struggle with is sometimes like a corporation will they'll have a philanthropic in, endeavor, but it's not true. It's all for publicity. So um, I'm a big fan of Adam Silver's our commissioner, and we always talk about mental health. But it's like, I don't want to just talk about it. Like, I really want to tackle it and get every player to get some type of help any type of way. Because we all need it, especially the ones that come from our, our backgrounds. And, you know, guys lose all their money. It's not because they made poor decisions. It was just the people around them. And the mental health plays a, lar- a large part in them losing all their money. Like, and I think it's not known as well, too, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I always say that, you know, coming from a, a lot of our environments, we just don't learn certain things. Right. Our parents work 30, 40 years of their life, and they sit back and retire. They don't know about investing. They don't know right. about anything, you know. So for us, it's just we don't have the knowledge a lot of times. And we're afraid to admit what we don't know. That's and we question. think we're going to get taken advantage of if we admit we don't know. That's right. true. Right. You know what's so interesting about the mental health aspect of it, right? Because the reason I meditate is because I'm, I'm always looking for stillness. Mm-hmm. I feel like NBA players would, would be the best at that because y'all got to block out all the bull when y'all on the court. Y'all got to block out the crowd. Mm-hmm. When y'all shooting free throws, y'all got to block out the crowd. Like, y'all just got to be focused in that moment. I would think it would be easy for y'all to get focused in meditation. Or the opposite, where our only piece is when we're on the court. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, that's yeah, the yeah. only piece you get. Like... The family is a tricky thing, man. Like, that's the majority of the downfalls. It's Especially when you got money. When you're the right. only person in your family, that's a millionaire. Right. And talking to the white players, like, I think I've, uh, Kyle Cover had a big article about it. And he was like, you know, y'all, you guys don't understand what these guys are going through. We were teammates. And I remember he and I were in a, in a meeting. team. We were talking about finances, like one of those mandatory meetings. And I was like, you know, I take care of my mom, my brother, cousin, uncle, grandma. I bought my grandma a house. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, you pay your parents' bills? <laughs> Why would you do that? Really? Because that's not, not the same, right? that's not their culture. So they was like, he was like, Why would you pay your mom's bill? And I was like, You don't pay. He was like, No. Why would I do that? Like, he was like, What do you mean? Like, he was so lost to it. But we looking at him like, You don't help your mom out? You know, so when we on the court, mm-hmm. 
that's a lot of guys' peace. How does so Steph deal when... with the Aisha Curry stuff? Because that came out during the finals about, uh, I guess she did the Red Table Talk interview, and she was like, she she wants to feel special, and everybody was, hey, big head, and they was posting pictures of Drake and her right. and Harden and her. and big. How, how did he deal with that? I don't see too many things, like, rattle him. Like, this is, like, the epitome of a perfect person. But he grew up in the NBA, too. He grew up in that environment. Yeah. So he's seen it before. Mm-hmm. Like he understands it. Like, his mom's, like, a public figure as well. His mom and his dad were together. They were kind of known as, like, the perfect couple or whatever. So he's seen everything. So I, I feel like he knows how to navigate it. I mean, obviously, you know, he's like any other married couple. They probably go through their stuff or whatever. Absolutely. But I, I don't know how he does it, to be honest with you, especially all that fame he got. Yeah, he's got to be dealing with his own mental health issues. Cause yeah. he, he, my last book is all about anxiety mm-hmm. and going to therapy. So why it had to be something that made him re- listen to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm going to ask him one day. Like, yeah. I don't know how he does it. Right. And also ask him to tell him, don't be afraid to post my book. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shut tell up, him man. God God will really bless him for that. And I love the dedication in the book. You said uh, you said to the young fellas, stay black. To the to young fellas. So that's my son. Growing up, every time I left the house, like every day, I got that same message from my mom. All right, stay black. Mm-hmm. Every day. As if we have a choice. Right. No, she was saying, like, stay black. Know who you are. Yeah, know you Realize right. it. Like, yeah, yeah. when you're going out to the world, stay black. Like, don't change for nothing. Right. Embrace who you are. So I had to always remind him, like, look, you go to school. His school is very diverse. Private school, but it's diverse. But he's one of the few black boys. It's only, it's only a couple of, like, mm-hmm. 100% black boys. It's like three or four that I know around his age. And I'm like, man, you got to be able to maneuver when you get pulled over by the cops. You got to be able to maneuver when you're at school or no matter where you're at, like, Especially in this neighborhood, like, you got to be careful. I mean, he's light, he's lighter, light complected, so it's not going to be as bad. But he has to have an awareness, mm-hmm. and I always try to get him to, you know, understand that. Well, we appreciate you for joining us. Yeah, pick man. pick up the book, Six Man, and KD and Clay coming back next year. Pretty sure, pretty sure, pretty sure. KD too. I think KD's coming back. Yeah. I hope he does. I mean, we want him to come back. Prior to the injury, did you think he was leaving or going? I, I didn't know. But that's the hard part of it too. Is like every day we had to deal with that. Like the mm-hmm. whole year, you had to deal with. Is Katie coming back? It was like, man, like, man, I hope so, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what you want me to say? But at the same time, it was like, you know, where there's smoke, there's a fire. So mm-hmm. it was like, well, who's putting out these reports? Sometimes they're fake. You don't know what's what. You know, it's the drama of the NBA. So. I heard they going to the Knicks, though. That's what I heard. I don't know, man. I, th- I personally think y'all going to strike out. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> All right, it's Andre Iguodala. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Keep the Breakfast Club humble with Slander the Breakfast Club. Hate me if you want to, love me if you want, but just use your common sense. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time to slander the Breakfast Club. You can call us up right now and say whatever you want about any one of us, all right? Jay. What's going on? What's going on, Breakfast Club? Good morning. What's up, Jay? Slander the Breakfast Club, bro. First off, Charlemagne, black men do cheat. Uh, Angela Lee, original black and yellow girl, love you. Uh, Envy, I hate light-skinned dudes. All of Whoa. you. Whoa. <laughs> looking like I'll be sure. I don't get down with you guys. Go back in the house. Let us, you know, feel do just chill. Have a nice day. Bye. That colorism <laughs> stuff is not cool at all. I like all. that. I like Definitely that. Definitely smashed his girl or smashed his mom. One of the oh other. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Omar. Yo. Slam to the Breakfast yo, Club. Yo, what up, family? How you doing? Who, who that? Who, 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 who that? My man, Envy? Yes, sir. You can tell somebody about to yeah. talk crazy when they do yeah. all that. Who, 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 who that? 
Yeah, 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 because Envy, you know what I'm saying? You, you high yellow, I like that, but I'm still upset with light-skinned dudes from back in the 80s and all What that. is with this light-skinned talk? Everybody today. relax. Let yeah, them get this off. I'm always going to be mad at you. I'm going to be mad at you, Elder Bars, Christopher Williams. <laughs> 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 I can't tell you. You're high yellow. You're from Queens and all Oh, my gosh. Light-skinned dudes and Queens dudes are the same. I just think Doom must have smashed your girl, man. Could you relax and let colorism flourish? Charlemagne, you got to stop talking all the old talk and just come clean and say that you like dudes sometimes. Oh my God. That is true. Gayness all day. I, you be confusing me, B. Just come clean. That is Why true. Why can't I just like gayness without liking the sodomy? Nah, man, nah. I don't like none of it, man. If you're a real man, you're going to be, you know what I'm saying, stand up. You could be a real life. man and be gay. Nah, you can't be a real man and be gay. Nah. That nah, is nah, not nah. true, sir. Nah, impossible. You can't take a Impossible. If you're a real man, do man things. You know what I'm saying? You 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 you, you cut the wood down, you build the fire, go hunt the squirrel and all it's that. It's all about cutting wood in you the said, gay community. What's wait, your you problem? said you said a real man hunt squirrels? Okay. You just told me to cut wood and to go go chase squirrels. You know what squirrels chase? Nuts. Yeah, you're pretty. Yeah, you real pretty, but you need a better body though. I like you and all that. You're pretty, but your body needs to tone up. You need to you, you need to keep sticking that up. You know what I'm saying? Go to DR and tell me get that right. I'm not doing like that, that, but I appreciate it. I'm absolutely okay with not having sex. But surgery. you need a hug, bro. But thank you. <laughs> what you mean you need a hug? This is slam to the breakfast club. You sound so upset. Like this is what he supposed to do. I like your face almighty, B. Almighty. You said you like my face? Yes, he likes your no, face. I and, like ye face. I and he wants oh. you and he wants to go chase uh but you need a better body though, because you're too petite and little. So what about ye face? What about ye face? What about ye face on my body? Y'all keep it mad real and all that. I like all that, but I need to tighten up some things. And Charlemagne, cut the talk out or come clean and say that you like dudes. Oh my God. Do you like Charlemagne's hips? All right. All right, bro. I don't like dudes, but I just like saying gay stuff. That's what I mean. I like dudes, does it? Nobody likes light skinned guys today, huh? <laughs> Who's this? This is James from Jersey. Jay, what's up, man? It's the end of the Breakfast Club. Go ahead, bro. Going on, DJ Envy. I thought you had some pull up there. You keep playing the same music. You saying you ain't picking it? He you sucks. I agree with you, bro. Envy does have pull. I don't put. You know what? what you I want don't put. What you want to hear, bro? He ain't got no pull. None. Uh, let's see. Let's see. None. Black privilege. Loved it. Shook one's trash. All you did was reiterate what you said in the first book. Okay. Angela Yee. Angela Yee, I know you a little bit better than your co-hosts on lip service. They all some birds. Stop it. That's not true. Those are my girls. These are real girls, real women. But thank you, man. We appreciate right, you nah. slandering the breakfast club. He's supposed man. to slander me, not my friends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> TJ. <laughs> yes. Slander the breakfast club, TJ. Hey, I was just, uh, I was calling, you know, I wanted to slander uh, Avi, but I have nothing to hate on today. Uh, but I was calling to Thanks. slander Charlemagne with those. Uh, those action figures in the background. I'm, I haven't got an answer why they they're always in a different pose. I think one of them is like pregnant now. What action figure? What are you talking about? A pregnant action figure? <laughs> those little uh, those little guys behind you. Uh, they're always in like a weird pose. Bro, what are you talking I about? Know, are, you on, are you high early you in the morning? Yo, don't smoke weed and call up here, bro. Nobody sits behind me, bro. What you talking about? Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, y'all? This is J-Man. Good morning, good morning. This J-Man. is J-Man? J-Man? The breakfast Club, man. J-Man. J-Man. Oh, J-Man. J-Man. What, you thought he said? Yeah. I thought he said he was gay man. Oh. <laughs> nah, nah, Charlotte, nah, nah, J-Man. Okay, what's up, Gamey? All right, nah. All right, I got a little constructive criticism. You know, y'all my folks, so I ain't trying to slander y'all or nothing like that. So... I'm going to start off with Envy. I lot of say, you know, got to get a little tougher skin. I know a lot of times you do <laughs> take jokes, you let stuff roll off your shoulders, 
But every now and then, you know, you get real, real sensitive, my brother. I don't know if it's the baby. How do I get sensitive? I don't get sensitive. What you mean I'm I think, sensitive? I think Envy has very tough skin. I'm just joking. He takes a lot. Hey, okay, shut up, okay. me. You do. Why'd you get sensitive about that? That was probably gay, but I take a lot. No, it wasn't. You do Why take you, a lot. What's up with y'all, man? I don't know. <laughs> y'all think everything gay. <laughs> I, y'all yeah, nah, 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 none of that. All right, next, you, Miss G. Yes. You did a rumor report, you know what I'm saying? And me, I graduated from Florida State with a communications degree. And one thing we was taught is to be a reporter, not a repeater. So a lot of times when you're giving a rumor report, you know, which you a man have a follow-up question for you, and you're like, well, I don't know. Well, I don't know. That's just what they saying. That's just what I read. That's why it's called a rumor. Yeah, that, I mean, look, I can't make these things up because I'll get liable for that. No, no, but I have like a, like a simple follow-up question. That's why it's a legend. Like you do your, do your research a little bit further, you know, to report it to us and not just repeat. Sounds like you repeated okay. what you heard in class. Go ahead. I definitely did because I learned that. <laughs> well, you just told me not to repeat things and you just did that. Well, I'm not reporting that. I'm trying to give you a little constructive criticism. You know what I'm saying, ma? All right. And uh, Charlamagne, I got never positive things for you, my brother. I remember back in the day when I first started listening, you know, everybody would like rag on you about being negative or, you know, saying anything with a bad connotation. But lately, man, you've been real positive. You've been uplifting people. You're doing a lot of great things. So I say thank you for holding down for Dark Skin Brothers. Oh, my God. What is with this light oh, skin, dark skin? Light skin, listen, because everybody this shut up. Don't cut him off when he's complimenting me. Continue, oh, sir. Shut up. No, that's it. He has no more. Continue. Anything else? No, no I was just saying, like, thank y'all, all of y'all for what y'all do. I appreciate it. Like I said, I want to plan to just start the criticism. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with everything you said. I don't. Especially the part about me. I, I definitely disagree with that. Anyway, keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for your positive note. Give me some positivity. The positive note is simply this, man. Uh, learn to ask questions. It is always better to ask questions than to make assumptions. Have the courage to ask questions until you are as clear as you can be. Once you hear the answer to a question, you won't have to make assumptions because you will know the truth. <laughs> 